to another episode of Bus Stop Confessions. Bus Stop Confessions is a term coined by me, yours truly, Lance Skurve, not to talk about the actual bus because I'm a bus operator here in Orlando, Florida, but, but to speak about the human natures collectively that I observe on the bus all day long. It's a lesson that I wouldn't trade for anything else in the world. And even though I already know pretty much human nature, for my 55 years of life, this is a great addition because all I have to do is sit back and observe. Sit back and watch these different flavors meld and blend of personality, anxiousness, lust, joy, pain, sorrow, uh, victory, defeat, day to day. Some of the same people. We are all our own ongoing soap opera. So I have a big lazy boy with a steering wheel in front of it and a big screen windshield, which is like a big screen TV. So for 11 hours every day, I get to see things that most people don't observe because when I'm driving that bus, I'm in a zone. Most of the time, it's where I'm under attack of some sort on a spiritual level. So you have to know how to identify that and, and hold it at bay. And I don't mean people come out of their door saying, you know what, I'm going to attack the bus driver. I don't mean that. But people, even in passing, and let's just start out. I don't even know where I'm going to start out, but this is going to be fun. Whether it's 10 minutes or an hour, I don't know how long this is going to go. But when people leave their homes, they are set up a certain way mentally. They're not really ready for the trip. Most of them are in reactionary mode, meaning that they don't have a plan. They don't have a focus. They're reacting to something already in their life. Either they just finished reacting to it in their home or they're reacting to something in their head. Too many of us get clogged up with things in our head. I just recently read uh, a, um, I was going to say a book, <laughs> National Geographic magazine on sleep. And I think, uh, I think the, chemical name is better amyloid I'm, I'm quite sure that's the chemical name but in a nutshell I can't explain it like these scientists explained it but it was very fascinating that we needed to get to certain levels of REM sleep for us to function properly not just to function properly and I'm saying all this for a reason but if we don't do this we won't we're going to bring about certain sicknesses and ailments in our life uh, Alzheimer's stroke, heart attack, diabetes, and so on and so forth, if you do not get the right level of sleep. Because in a nutshell, only when you get to that REM sleep, your brain kind of relaxes even more so physically. And even though the changes are minute, the brain shrinks. And when the brain shrinks, there's extra space because you know you're dealing with a limited real estate in your brain. So when it shrinks, there's certain roadways that are not open that open up now because the actual brain shrunk and now it's cleaning time. And these better amyloids are chemicals in the brain, substances in the brain that need to be cleaned out. 
and they can only be cleaned out when the brain shrinks during REM sleep so it can get it out of your brain and out of your system. If you don't get much sleep and if you don't get any REM sleep, these roadways never open up and the better amyloids, they accumulate. And when they accumulate, they bring you problems because they're very toxic. So imagine if the garbage man never came around because the street was blocked and now your garbage piled up. It would begin to stink. You'd get rats and rodents and vermin and disease and pestilence. It wouldn't be good. It wouldn't be good at all. So this is what happens with the brain. And why I say this is that in life, the symbolic, it's a cycle. With your spirit, you need time in meditation and you need time away from the things that may be stressing you or may be a challenge to you. I hate to use the word problem. And therefore, their toxicity won't escalate in your life and won't accumulate in your life and you'll be in balance. Now, let's break down why I said that. Balance. For you to deal with the hostile work environment, the hostile life environment, whether it's in your home or outside of your physical home, you've got to have that place where you can where you can find yourself to yourself. Let me just tell you something about Scurve for a second, right? Not every morning, but when I need to connect in my own way, in a different way, because, you know, we have grounding and connecting that you must do every day. Put your feet in the soil, look up to the sun get out in the elements and reconnect that way because the world, the physical world, spiritual, mental has a clock that you can or you need to recalibrate with, right? And if you don't do this, you'll find yourself off and not effective in the moment. But with me, I like to bring myself back whenever I feel the need to, you know, to recalibrate myself in my own little way in addition to, to the usual practices. And what do I do? It's just like when a computer not really crashes or you get that funny screen and they give you the option to go back to the last functional time that the computer was working fine or start now anew or do this or do that, but go back to when it was functioning properly and, and, and try it that way. So you have to go back to that time or that mental place where you found the most joy. And many of our lives are like, well, pfft, I've been having drama for the last 20 or 25 years and I'm 30 years old, <laughs> right? But we're always going to deal with some type of adversity. It's never going to be where it's super clear and super, maybe sometimes, right? But for the most part, there's always something coming at you and you have to know how to deal with that while being active. So for me, I'm going to be very specific, right? Music is medicine to me, and in actuality, music should be medicine to you. I don't think we use our music as we should. We just listen to what comes on. That's like going to the doctor and him prescribing some type of uh, uh, herbal medicine. Yeah, I speak that way because the synthetic stuff I don't do, right? But let's just talk that way anyway because we all understand it. Like, that's like the doctor prescribing something to you that he gave to the next person. Like, okay, here, I'm giving this out today. But that might not be what I need for my ailment, right? So the radio plays whatever, and you're connected to sound, even though the music these days over the radio are broadcast in a different frequency. It's been changed, so we don't even derive the benefit of the music anymore. We hear it, those of us who have been around long enough to know what the song is, but it feels different. 
It used to be when we put the music on back in the day on the radio back in the 70s and part of the 80s, it was like, wow, we were getting a real good freebie. It was joyous or, you know, some old Aretha Franklin song that took us there. What I do, there's certain songs that trigger me off in a real good way and they're jazz songs, right? And the first song I like to play, it's like three songs I'll get up and I say, you know, I, I need my little trifecta right now. I'll, I'll go on my phone if I'm laying down, you know, still 90% up, but 10% in that slumber zone. And I'll play David Sanborn, I Told You So. Check it out, go on YouTube and search it. And then I'll probably play uh, Mysterious by Najee, N-A-J-E-E, right? And then I'll play Groovin' by the SOS band. Not grooving, groovin'. It's the N that's the last letter of that uh, that word. And when I play those, I'm so mellowed out. And, and it's so nostalgic for me because it takes me back to the 70s. Uh, Mysterious was out in 87, I think. But Groovin' is in the early 80s, if not 1980, around that time, 81 or so. And... Um, I Told You So was in the early 80s also. And this is another 70s song. And I mentioned that's why I mentioned the 70s. But those songs remind me of a time when I was free-flowing and, and just totally walking in the spirit. Even though I was a young man and indulged in, in the young man carnal things in the world, but when left alone, I would just go into the city, go into Manhattan, no rush, chaos around me. And I'm zoned and walking and looking at uh, music, cassette tapes back in the day right <laughs> i think cds were just coming out around that time too right and i would go to barnes and noble the bookstore and just sit there and if i wanted to buy a book i would i would read it would have to strike me it would have to be something about the book to strike me when i'm getting the music it had to be something about it that struck me and of course i'm a vegan now but back in those days i used to go and eat my sushi take my time I used to have these headphones. It was a Japanese brand, and I think they actually came out before the Sony Walkman, but these things were super powerful. If I turned it up, you can hear it across down the car on a crowded train. It was really that. It had no, I mean, these things could kill your ears. And I loaned it out to a friend, and it never came back. And it was a weird brand name. But anyway, um, it would take me to that place, and then I would kind of transcend the present, and I'm in that place again. So I got up this morning and I'm back in that place. And you have to remind yourself that everything comes from within you. The creator's within you. And that's just not something to say. That really is the truth. And I've done this all my life not knowing it. Like as an artist creating, you have to connect with the creator inside of you because you are the creator and the creator is you. And that connection has to be there. So even those who may profess different religions but an artist, you are connecting with, with the creator. Even if you're an atheist, you're connecting with the creator. That has nothing to do with religion. It's about going to the source. That same source that when you pass on, you really get connected to then because you have no choice. There is no body. So that, that's, that's a, that's a pre-heaven of sorts. When you're creating something, when an artist fiends to create something, even if they're a starving artist, there's something about that high that whatever you do, whatever, whatever, whatever way you manifest your creativity. Right. I mean, it could be painting. It could be just drawing. It could be sculpturing. 
It could be landscaping. It doesn't have to be a piece of artwork that you say, here, here's the piece of artwork. It could be painting the house. You know, your artistry could be getting into the subconscious mind of another person as a counselor and undoing the confusion or that sticking point where they where they are. That's artistry to know how to do that, to connect within yourself and to be able to do that. That's artistry. And a lot of folks don't realize that. So artistry doesn't mean just I'm an artist and I'm painting pictures. And I'm drawing pictures. And I went all the way around <laughs> being around the world. Nah, yeah, yeah. Went around the world. <laughs> just to say this. When you're out in that street. If you're not connected if you didn't get enough rest to get rid of the better amyloids that are accumulating in your mind guaranteeing that you're going to be in a state of sickness and not just pass on from expiring when you're not dealing with what you have to deal with in your home your physical house because house and home could be two different things you can be in a house that doesn't have the same spirit and you're not walking in the same accord so you make your home yourself. Don't ever, when you're in a situation in a house or an apartment with anybody, try to extend your sense of home that you have from within to encompass everything and everyone in that house. It may not work. You'll frustrate yourself. Pull back. Keep your sense of home you. Say to yourself, hey, these folks missed out on who I am. So I am my home. Me, I am my home. So you're never homeless. You have your memories. You have the things you like to do. You have your dreams. You have your aspirations. You have the future. You may find yourself physically somewhere right now, but that's merely a transition and will only be a memory one day very soon. Take action for your new future while you use the frustration of the present situation to propel you out of it. That's how you do it. Always remain cognizant that there is a future, no matter, matter how bleak it may seem. Just pause, inhale the atmosphere around you and taste it and learn from it. And say, you know what? I'm never going to get into something tasting like this ever again. I don't want this flavor in my life. And most people that I see on the bus, most and it's not just the bus because that's just a scoop of the population, a random scoop of the population, like an explorer who goes out and he wants to test the water in a different country to see what's inside of it. And he uses his utensil to scoop it up and they bring it back to the laboratory and put it under the microscope. Same thing when you're on a bus, you're taking a scoop of the population and I've taken <laughs> thousands of scoops tens of thousands of scoops for many many years and it's not just an Orlando Florida thing but whatever it is that's here is here it's across the board we're dealing with the public you have people who and again let's always keep in mind that when I speak it, I'm not always going to say it but it's always a mental physical and spiritual thing and always it's not always where it's just one or you have a spiritual problem because if you have a problem on one level, you always have a problem on the, on the other. It's stressing the other. It's like when you pull a tooth. You say, oh boy, I'm glad that tooth is gone. But the space that it, that, that, that that tooth occupied 
is now available for the other other teeth to spread out into so other teeth can get loose now. That one bad tooth, even though it was bad, it kept things in check. Like that alcoholic daddy who, you know, he might have beat the kids too much. He might have cheated on his wife, but he got up every morning and he went to work and he brought the, the paycheck home. I'm not justifying what he did, right? I'm just saying this in general. That, that just fell out of my head and it's for somebody, right? So we all have a purpose and a role, but many people don't do the gut check. They don't do the gut check. We do the gut check on the vehicle. We do the pre-flight uh, check on the vehicle before we make that long cross-country trip. But we don't do the pre pre-flight on our life. Meaning like when you walk around the vehicle, kick the tires, make sure the fluids are okay. When we walk out into the world, we don't even check to see if we're okay and balanced. We might take a lunch bag, but we just walk out with these strange idiosyncrasies and now we want to inflict them on the world, which comes in the form of an attack. Because many of us who go out into the world and ride my bus are imbalanced. And if I happen to be at that moment very balanced, which I can be imbalanced also, but I'm aware of when I am, when I am imbalanced and I pull myself back and give myself that gut check and assess what's needed to bring myself back into balance. Many people don't. So when you have imbalanced people who don't know they're imbalanced and they're happy in their imbalance, get away from them. It's a very wise thing when you are imbalanced or you are stressed a bit and you say, man, you know, I don't like this situation. I got to get away from this. Then that's healthy. I can help you then. Because you're aware of it and you want to make change. But most of us accommodate the imbalance and try to build a life around it. How are you going to try to build a life on a foundation that, that's, that's not proper? It's not strong. It's got cracks in it and it's imbalanced. It's tilting to the side. So the whole house that comes up afterward is going to be imbalanced. So now I would have to say that at this point in my life, no matter what's going on around me, 95% of the time I'm balanced. And yes, there are times when I'm not. But it might be 97, 96% right now. It's clear for me. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. It's a very spiritual song. I can see all obstacles in my way. Remember that song from the 70s? It's going to be a bright, bright, sunshiny day. Well, she's projecting. What was that, Roberta Flack that made that song back in the 70s? Correct me if I'm wrong. I used to love that song, and I knew exactly what she meant, even though I was a young teenager when that song came out. A very spiritual song. So we've got to clear the rain from our lives. And so obstacles are going to be there. She didn't say, I moved all the obstacles in my way. She said, I can see all obstacles in my way. So if you can see them, you can get around them. So it's like moving the obstacle, even though you move yourself around the obstacle. You identified it because you are in balance. You go to a friend's house to spend the night or you're half asleep in your own place and you walk out into the living room with the light out and you forget the coffee tables there. You bang your leg on the coffee table and it hurts so bad. You couldn't see all obstacles in your way because you were half asleep and the room was dark. When if you could have merely walked around it, you don't have a problem. So when I'm on the bus, I can see all obstacles in my way. I see the line, 10 people, more or less, on a bus stop. 
I'm spiritually aligned. I'm at peace with myself. I'm in a physical state of digestive bliss. I am not frustrated where I have to run to the bathroom. So I took care of that. I'm going down this checklist to put you in the state of mind that I'm in. Maybe it's too much information for some. So physically, I'm straight. I got enough sleep. I got rid of my better amyloids. My brain is working great. I'm not fighting sleep. I have good thoughts. I have a piece of artwork with me that I'm working on. I uploaded a video earlier because that's something five, at least four or five days of the week that I do, if not more, or, or a live show. My bills are paid. My home is clean. My physical house is clean. My home, me. So we got to realize instead of just say, you are your home. You have to take care of yourself. See, you have to feed yourself. Home and womb are the same thing. I always say it, but drill the, home, the point home. When you were in your mother's womb, it was warm. You were protected. You were well fed. Right? You had some good music going on. You had that bass going on of your mother's heartbeat. Very soothing. And when you came out into the world, it was cold. It was bright. It was like, wow, it was a shock. But you learn to get into the other home, whether it was a physical house or an apartment or a shack, whatever it may be, under a tree, you were your home. But that house and that home that was built around you, if you were so blessed and had the luxury of having one, right, that protected you, that fed you, that kept you warm and ready for the outside world when you went out. See, so we have to do that for ourselves and too many times we look to other people for that. It's good when they have the same vision of home and you have the same vision of home and you come together and create a great home together. And that's one of the most beautiful things that could ever be done. And not to get off the subject, but when I hear women and men say they don't need each other. Oh, how they're lying to themselves. They know deep down they do because when you have a home that's in balance and it's in one accord and you have two people that come together with the same vision, it's a synergistic result. It's not just, well, I'm just one person and she was another. I'm not going to lose out because no, no, no. She's got to correct herself for you and you've got to correct yourself for her. So if there's anything stepping on her toes from you, you got to correct it. If pretty much you're lined up and compatible, compatibility doesn't mean that you both are perfect for each other. But pretty much from what's out there, you can see that, wow, this is a really close match. But so many people miss out on the close match because their lust blurs their good judgment. Well, she's a chain smoker and I can't stand that. She's an alcoholic and I can't stand that. She likes to stay up and she's always late for work and she lost three jobs in the last year, but she gives some damn good head. Ah, I can't let that go. Well, if you're so caught up in the lust, instead of saying to yourself, well, <clears throat> she might not be as proficient in certain acts that way, but she's a wonderful woman. She holds it down. She's faithful. She's this, she's this, she's that. She's not ruffling my feathers. 
but she may not be spectacular as far as the world world is concerned. Stop running down what what, what you think the world would approve of and, 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 and connect with somebody who resonates with you. Um, did I did I did I just say resignate? <laughs> resonate. I'm not even gonna take that part out. I'm gonna leave it right there. Listen, y'all. I just woke up and y'all can tell. Right. And I just got up and played my little jazz and sat right here in the living room by this mic because I haven't recorded from this spot. Different different areas of, of, of the scurve home bring me a different energy. And these kind of videos I can't really um make in the studio because the studio's a whole different vibe altogether. So understand we have these imbalanced people around us. And it's a joy when you meet the gem of a balanced person, a person who's seeking balance. Um, to me, it's it's a very important thing. And when we fall out of whack, it's easy to fall out of balance. And we're just walking around mental and spiritual cripples, but we work hard to make the appearance look so good. And that's what makes me paranoid on a person who just works on their appearance. And that's all they work on. And to me, it's like, what's behind it? You should be working on yourself on three different levels, at least. Mental, spiritual, and physical. Those are the general ones. There are other things below each of those titles, those headers. You know, the emotions and the this and the that. And, you know, you break it down. But those are the main ones. And if you're not seeking that balance, then you're out there. You're leaning on somebody. Lean on me. <laughs> Look. I tell most people that are seeking balance, I'll be here for you. You can lean on me. It's no problem. It's a joy because that candle that you light, like they say in the memes on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, when you light a candle, it doesn't reduce the flame of the original candle. And that's true. But I'm not lighting a candle on a candle that doesn't want to be lit and keep on lighting it. And I'm wasting my time. It's not going to reduce my flame, but it's wasting my time. I want to be around a wick on a candle that wants to be lit, that would take that flame and run with it. Because you know what? My candle might get blown out and I might have to come back to that candle that I helped and they'll help me out happily because I gave to them something that didn't take from me. So try to light as many candles as you possibly can in the most important ways. Don't light the candle of um, being somebody's friend and just... You know, you know, just supplying their vices. Well, you know, I know you're a crackhead. Someone be good to you. I got you some crack. It's not helping them. Take them on a level higher than that. That's what you need to do. But because we have all the all these imbalanced people around us, and like I said on my bus, there are a lot of people who come at me who I I guess <clears throat> this is not an egotistical statement, but I I am pretty balanced. You have to be pretty balanced to keep with the output online, at least on that one respect. You better have your time management down. You better know when you're cutting the grass, paying the bills, painting the house, doing your chores, doing your things, downtime, work time, this. And to add this whole huge aspect of it in, which is really mental, you better have your act together. So there are a lot of people who know what, you know, we do here. And it's like, how do you have all this time to do all this stuff and you work all these hours? Well, time management. I could have slept an extra 30 minutes, but my, my I already had my REM sleep, y'all. You know, my better amyloids are clear, okay? <laughs> but I'm laying here and I'm just talking out loud. I have my eyes closed. The house is empty. Not that it would make a difference if Mrs. Skurve was here because we move as one. You know, we're two separate people, yes, but we move as one. Because we have that overlap and it wouldn't be a problem to do the same very uh, audio 
recording if she was here so she doesn't frazzle me in any kind of way so you know be careful of people who frazzle you you know who, who throw you off and see when you're an artist i'm gonna tell you this and this is directed at someone if you can't create around that next person or those that group of people freely that means there's something off with them and it doesn't allow you to connect in with yourself sorry to get lewd y'all but i got to use this example when you and your mate who are getting along on many accords right they're in the house you're in the restroom you're sitting there doing a number two and they happen to come in to grab something you don't feel any kind of way. You know, you might not want them in there, but you're still relaxed to do what you have to do. And they love you the same way. They don't look at you because you're at that phase of that relationship. But let it be somebody that you have. No, you, you, hey, gay, I'm in the bathroom. Hey, you don't feel relaxed around them to do your natural thing. So on all levels, if you can't be yourself, and feel relaxed enough to be yourself around these other people, totally, there's something off with them. Because now your defenses are up and they will come up. If you can't speak freely, which you know you can, but if you don't choose to, then something is wrong with that atmosphere. And it may not be for you to correct it. It might be for you to just leave that atmosphere. Or if you're forced at the time because of the circumstance, just endure it knowing that, you know, you're not going to invest the energy in it. And you'll find a place that you can invest that energy in and flow freely. But you have to protect yourself at all times. And when you are the balanced one in an imbalanced situation, even if you are going through some type of transition at the time, never lose your sense of balance. Even if you, if you have to back away from the world and just hold on to that little nugget of balance, like the music that I play in the morning time when I want to bring myself to that place, whatever it may be, it may be something, it might, might just be a thought. You might not even have a dollar in your pocket. You might not have much for breakfast, but it's a thought that keeps you going. A meditation, a belief which is real for you that you will manifest into reality. That's what an artist does. I'm, I'm using the example of an artist because that's what I am. First and foremost, this 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 Lance Curve stuff, videos and live streams and all this stuff, that's secondary. I'm an artist. I mean, we know I'm a human being, but that's how I see myself. But I've spread myself in other areas and it it, it it's been an addition. So I keep doing it. But me and that pen and pencil and the paper, that's where it's at. I'm working on a piece right now. I've been working on pieces for the last few months now and continue to do so. And I'm so happy that I have that part of my life more in focus. I won't say back because it never loses you. You never lose it when you have that kind of mindset to create. But I'm so glad all my pistons are in full throttle. When I came online, I wanted, wanted to be that way one day. I was drawn first and I started writing, then the videos, the talk shows, and folks thought that the negative folks that were in my midst thought that the talk shows were the thing for me. I love them, but it's, it's really an offshoot of me who I am and it's not the most effective one. Maybe to pe some people it is, but I think my visuals and, and 
the, the skills that the creator gave me, the, it brings a lot of satisfaction, just like this does. Doing this does also, right? But when people try to come and sabotage, I'm like, you sabotaging, like, you know, you bite my toenail. That don't hurt. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's so far moved from the core of me. Isn't that something how the human body works? Like aside from the head, okay, that if you chop off my hand, I can live. You chop off my foot. You chop my leg at the knee, I can live. You chop them both off at the knee, I can live. You chop both legs off, I can live. You chop, you know, I mean, this is traumatic. You'll die. But gradually, and if they did it a certain way, you chop my arms off, my legs off, leave my head, I'll still live because my vitals are in the middle, in the core. Right? My limbs are just there to serve me. But as long as I have my head and my torso, I'm good. I don't want to be just a head and a torso. I'd really be imbalanced there with this big head that I have. See, mommy, that man looked like a lollipop. Look at that big head he has. <laughs> but this is the thing. People will attack you at, at, at your extremities and not know how to hit your core. You'll survive. You'll move on. You'll live. Right? But one key thing that I do while driving that bus sometimes in order to maintain my flow is that you can't show everybody how balanced you are not that you're going to say hey everybody here's my life let me tell you about my life no but they can pick up on it people can pick up on a stable balanced person who is near or at full strength and they want your strength i mean it's a natural thing to gravitate towards somebody who comes off as strong and they're going to want to lean on you and that shouldn't be a problem. But the problem is when they want to lean on you and they don't want to do their own homework. They don't want to at the same time work on themselves to be able to stand on their own two feet. That's the problem. So you have all these 20 or 25 people leaning on you in some way. I don't mean physically. But every time the rent has to be paid. Oh, scary, man. I'm a little behind, man. I need so-and-so. Come on. Come on. Right? Or this person wants to call up and tell you about all the church sisters and brothers, what the gossip is going. That's dead wasted time. I'm going to spend two hours with you talking about that. If it doesn't pertain to my life or it's something that I need to know as I'm dealing with this particular person in my life that may bring me some kind of drama or obstacle. Because remember, we're trying to see all obstacles in my way. <laughs> Can you see all obstacles in your way? Right? That should be the title of this. Right? Then it's wasted time. It's wasted time. And we don't want no wasted time like that. We want to go straight with no obstacles in our way. And if they're all, we have to see them. Because these people will lean on you with their lack of wanting to do their own homework. And they'll mess you up. It's like the lady on the bus, right? Let's get into some of the characters on the bus. Because I did say bus stop confessions, right? You're like, he's talking about everything else but the bus. There's a woman who has been riding with me for years. And there are times when I switch bus routes. And I won't see her on a particular bus route for two or three years. But every now and then, she'll get on whatever bus that I get on. Because people just, just don't stay loyal to one bus route. But now I'm back on this particular route, which is by the senior living center where she lives in and she's not somebody who's 85 years old or anything like that i think she's like in her mid-60s 
And this woman is touched. And I don't like assess people and put them down. I'm touched. We're all touched. We're all affected by, by different things in this lifetime, right? But she definitely is touched in a very specific way and she can't see it. As many of us are. We all have our triggers, right? And I'm going to just read her. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think I'm right. I'm not going to lie. I think I'm right on this one. But she's a woman who has endured many heartbreaks and she she holds a resentment maybe we might know some people like this right but she was the type of woman who probably had a good job intelligent did everything right but because of her early upbringing and what was put in her head as to what life was going to be like for her when she got older it didn't work out that way and she's kind of pissed that it didn't work out that way, but still she has a, a small level of hope that it will, but it's diminishing and she's kind of given up on it. And each year that passes by, as she rides my bus, I see that she's a little more bitter with the smile on, right? She's bitter, but her smile is becoming a grimace now because, you know, she also is a person who came up in the church as a Christian. I can tell how she laces her words and it's like she still talks this way, but she has a grittiness about her that shows that she's been pulled away from it into the reality of what really is. And she's pissed. Maybe she has maybe she has a resentment toward what she has projected as God. And she doesn't look within herself to the creator in herself. She's not wired that way. So she's just not going to get it. She could get it if she just rewired herself, but she still, she is not an ugly woman. No. Um, and I'm just talking normal now. So don't, oh, you can't call anybody ugly. I'm not even saying that because there's nobody ugly to me. It's their spirit that makes them ugly. They didn't have a control. They didn't, they didn't control. They don't control their features. You know, the DNA uh, uh, preparers ahead of them who indulged in the sexual act, blended their DNA and created them the way they were. Right. We know the creator made us, but that's how they came to be. So I'm not knocking anybody. You don't take care of yourself now and, and eat right and you have a bad spirit. You're really going to be ugly because you know, we, we make ourselves ugly. There is no ugly when you're in balance, right? And the, that should be the title. <laughs> but she, hmm, how can I put it? She dresses like very 1960s, you know, um, decent. And, and churchified, you know, the long skirts down to the ankle and, you know, you know, she puts a little lipstick on and I know she has a little wig on, you know, sometimes every now and then I'll see that little gray braid poking out the back that she forgot to tuck in. You know, um, I didn't want to embarrass and say, excuse me, miss, your gray braid is poking out, poke it back in. She'll be shamed. She might hit me with the bag. Right. So I said, OK, she'll have to discover that when she gets home. And look, oh, God, I, I was walking around with the gray braid poking out, you know, telling my age. Listen, I can tell how old you are anyway. But um, she always sits near the front. Or stands near the front. When we used to have the older buses that had the seat right there by the yellow line, she'd always make sure to sit there where she could stare at me. It wasn't about me. It was about what I represented to her. And I'm not even going to say it was balanced. I think I looked like some man that she w was, was, was gravely in love with that disappointed her. So now I became the target for her attacks, her subtle attacks. And she has sense. She knows that I'm not that man, but there's something about me that she gravitates toward 
and at the same time it burns her. You know, like that moth attracted to the flame. It's light, but it gets too close to it. It might burn the wings and you got to pull away real quick. So it's a love-hate relationship. That moth has a love-hate relationship with that flame. Oh, it's light. Oh, it's too hot. Oh, it's light. Let me go to it. Oh, it's too hot. You better find you a regular light bulb, <laughs> a LED light. It won't burn you like that. But she'll sit there and she forces conversation because she is very toxic. And I'm not blaming her for being where she is, but maybe she needs to rewire herself. We all need to take charge aggressively when we feel a certain way. What is it that we need to do to make an adjustment so it doesn't turn out this way? If I'm tired all the time, cut off from these non-entities that are not bringing you any positivity and life force on a good level to uplift you and get you some daggone sleep. Get away from the people who put these things in your head that you can't stop thinking about and get some rest. Go somewhere else. Break your rhythm. Drive home a different way. Get up a little earlier if you can and go out around where you live in your yard. Take a walk around the block. Do something different to offset this predictable rhythm. Where, oh, here comes another day. Well, if you do the same damn thing every single day, you're not going to have any enthusiasm for that day. Because there's no, there's no spontaneity. There's no air of mystery where, wow, how is this going to turn out? And I'm going to use another analogy before I get back to the lady on the bus. It, look at all your favorite foods. All the foods that you like to eat that are your absolute favorite foods that you have to have and understand that there was one time that you didn't even know about this food. There was one time where you might have been in a restaurant or a friend's house. Let's just pick the restaurant. And your friend says, hey, I'm in love with this particular food and you got to try it out. You're like, I don't want to try nothing out. I don't want to try that. It looks nasty. Now here you are with an opportunity to learn something new that now when you took the chance, it was given to you or you purchased it and you took a bite like, oh, my God, you knew then that that was going to be a food that you couldn't be without. That now became one of your favorite foods. And here you are gobbling the whole thing up. Oh, man, this is good. I didn't know. Thank you for turning me on to this. Well, how many favorite foods are out there that we don't know about? And I'm not mentioning just foods. Music. Indulgences, people, places, things to enhance your life that would bring you up a notch as opposed to staying on that same old menu. That's bland and played out. There's nothing new. You spend the last 10, 15, 20 years working on a certain job, but you didn't start a business of your own but you're bragging about a brand new car that you got because now that new car depends on the pay that came from the job. And when the job is gone, the car can't stay if you're still paying for it. You can't even maintain it now. You're not getting the funds. But if you started another way, another stream of income that empowers you, you can tell your boss F you. You got to get your F you money up. And you'll walk to your job more empowered because you may have several invoices in your pocket for work that you've done in your particular skill set. And it's much more than what the boss can pay you. So you look at him like, you can't do nothing to me. 
Go ahead and fire me if you want. But you use that job to promote your skills. And it's a wonderful thing. But so many of us are stuck in that one little space. And we never come out. And we wonder why life looks so gloomy. Life doesn't have to look so gloomy. It all depends on how you look at things, right? Hey, it might be a rainy day and you're on the inside. And you're like, oh, man, I'm not going to do anything today. This is the worst day. I wanted a sunny day. But if you're the guy who or woman who was the roofer, right, you fix leaky roofs, right? And so now a bad storm will bring about the realization that your roof needs fixing. That cloudy day. As your phone rings for new business, it's a sunny day symbolically. So you have to put yourself in a position to see things as that sunny day. It's all relative. If you stand in one place, you're always going to get hit. How are you going to play dodgeball and not, not, not move around? It's harder to hit a moving target than it is to hit one stationary. This is what a lot of boxers don't know. If you don't move your head, move around while you're going on attack or, or your counterattack, you're going to get hit. You're going to get knocked out. Keep it moving. Like that song from Soul to Soul. Keep on moving. <laughs> keep on moving. Don't stop. Whoa. You got to keep moving. Sometimes you take a blow on a negative level in life and it hurts, but keep on moving. Don't stay on a job and get stagnant and have the energy to complain about it. Take that same complaining energy while you're on that job and make something new. Reach out to somebody new and don't turn them off and run them away. Tell them, oh, I hate my job. Find out what they do. Find out their pluses and the things that bring joy and life and light into their life. Because you know what? You might find out through them what your new favorite food is. But we walk through life with blinders, just like this lady on the bus. She gets on and she talks just enough for me to hear it. She doesn't even greet me. She's so full of the toxicity in her head. It's like an ongoing conversation that she she talks at me. Let me see what happened the other day. She was waiting for the bus. It was funny because my bus route now goes right past, right? I mean, like right there. The Pulse nightclub where the Pulse shootings happened. I see Pulse every day. It's like a shrine now. It's like a it's like a testament, like a, a, a you know, pictures up and all of this memorial, a testimonial, right? Um, she was a block up, and as I drove up, she she moved ahead from left to right, meaning no. And I know that she takes my bus, so I still slowed down when she was saying no, 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 like. I didn't hear her, but she was moving her head back and forth. And so I lifted my foot up off the brake to keep on going. And so she screamed. She set me up. Luckily, there was another woman on the bus with me up front. So she said, you were going to pass me? I'm on the bus. Stop waiting. I said, listen, ma'am, you said no. See, she wanted to make a confrontation because she wanted to continue the argument with that 
long gone or long deceased person that, that she was always in arguments with or did her wrong and she wants to get them back. There are a lot of resent, resentful old ladies out here, just as there are a lot of resentful old men. So anything I say for the ladies, folks, understand it goes both ways, but I can't tell two stories at the same time. So now she had a reason to come at me. But what softened the blow was a woman who was standing next to me while I drove. She said, ma'am, you said no. You were shaking your head no. So that kind of halted, slowed down, and dampened the attack this woman was going to have on me because she recently discovered I'm back on her route. And now all of a sudden now she's timing it. She finds herself on my bus all the time. And she comes with this little smile, little lipstick on, little wig done, you know. Sometimes a little gray braid is poking out. Nice dress and whatnot. Nice little churchy outfit. And she sits there with a smile, but she's always staring at me, the little beady eyes. And so she went, she was into that. I didn't, I didn't say no. I was just shaking my head because I, uh, two other buses passed me by and I was waiting out here for two hours. But she was standing way up from the bus stop. So a person who's driving the bus wouldn't even think that she was by the, I just happened to know where she's going and I knew how she is. And I'm like, okay, she likes to set you up to have a reason to argue with you, to get off the toxicities that she has, that she didn't look to do her own homework and clear. There are people who do that, but it, it doesn't go to the core. It's not going to be satisfying in the long run. It's not going to be effective in the long run. So she started when the other woman got off. Yeah, well, I was out there waiting and so and so and so. And she just kept going on and on and on. And I'm like, wait a second. She's really off. Now, she's not crazy where you think she's just a nutty woman screaming out. But she has sense. But she's really going off into a different dimension now. If she doesn't stop the way she approaches life. She's going to be in an old folks home talking to somebody who's not there with all the resentments that she accumulated with a churchified self because we're still human beings. We just say, well, the Lord, this will look, the Lord ain't going to do your damn homework. You got to do your homework. The Lord, I'm going to sit here. He's going to bless me. And, and he got, you mean you to tell me you're going to sit on your ass and not do nothing. And you just sit here and the Lord automatically give everything to you. This level is a test. This level is to, for us to get stronger on. Life is struggle. Being born to get here is struggle. As you live life, the prior struggles should be a lot easier that it doesn't bother you so you've gotten better. But to come to this life and think you're going to sit on your backside and not do nothing and nothing's required of you. Well, the Lord is here. There's a person I know that, that says, oh, I can't wait until I die. Because, because it's going to be streets of gold and all. Come on. So there's nothing required of you here? You just sit here and you're just a bunch of biological functions where you eat, you sleep, you have sex. That's optional. And you go to the bathroom and that's it. And the Lord's going to take care of everything. But you're mad because your standards are so low and you haven't strived for anything. I'm not saying strive just to get material stuff around you. No, you don't have to be sitting here <clears throat> your whole life 
Oh, I can't wait till I get that Bentley. I can't wait till I get that Benz. You might not get it. And you might be sad to find out that many who have it live very miserable lives. So it's not in the external. It's all about what's inside of you and, and that connectedness to your creator, which us artists know about every time we create. So what the heck? So I tuned her out and she kept talking, which showed me that she had this thing in her. So anybody observing this scenario, at first they'll think, oh, she's talking to him. But they'll quickly realize that she's just dumping her stuff and trying to dump it on me and wants me to have a reaction so I could be that surrogate entity that did her wrong so she can have a chance to get back at that person through me by proxy. Ain't that some sick stuff? But this is what we do. So we've got to go within ourselves. If that person is dead or gone, we can't communicate with them. We've got to cut that connection from within and throw energy out toward them wherever they are and make it right from within ourselves. If there's an ambulance in front of you and there's a way to get around them, you're going to stay in that single lane. If there's like two lanes in that one road, one going one way, one going the other way, and there's an ambulance. No, you, you look around and you say, okay, there's no other cars coming to give me a head-on collision. Let me get around. But there's some people who will sit there behind the ambulance, not knowing the ambulance, the lights might be flashing, but it's out of gas. And it's going to sit there or it's broken down. So now you've allowed something external to dictate your life and your path. No. I don't let anything external outside of me dictate where to where I'm going. If the creator has righteously signed off on it and it's I get the green light and the AOK and I hear that click. Like when you put something in a, a card in an electronic gadget or you put something in just right and it get that click. It's like, oh, OK, it's right. When I get that click, you're not stopping me. Ain't no stopping me now. That's right. And that's another song I like to play. Because I keep my mind that way. There's been so many things that held us down. But now it looks like things are finally coming around. I know we got a long, long way to go. But when we'll end up, I don't know. Now, that's the only problem I got with that, right? Because I understand what they're saying in the song. But I have a specific goal now, we may end up somewhere else that's very positive as long as we generate the positive energy. But I'm not going to talk about it. I don't know because I know what I want to have done by the end of my day, which is going to fit in to what I want for the week, which is going to fit in to what I want for the month, which is going to fit in to what I want for the year. And I'm happy to say that I'm on a level that I wanted to be on that I projected from back in 2012, which was a terrible social media year. But I learned a lot from the toxic entities around me and they're not around, but they're watching. Had to shake you loose. Still love you. But I can't deal with that. So this woman continued and continued and I just pulled away. And she softened her attack because she realized that I wasn't receptive to her I wasn't giving her the reaction of what she wanted and I made sure to go to the speed limit to get to her stop and I smiled to myself when that door opened and she looked at me and I saw her through the reflection of the windshield 
she gave me the most evil look because she did not get what she wanted. When I know you're toxic, you're not going to get what you want, even if you don't know that that's what you want. It's a need inside of you, and you want this thing. You're not going to get it from me. You're not going to take me off my path. You're not going to suck my energy down. You're not going to make me less effective to reach my goals because you want to drop in and take your imbalanced self and throw me off balance and weigh me down and you don't want to do your own homework. Heck no. If there's any secret as to how I can get so much done every single day, that's it. Because these recordings take time. The editing takes time. I got to go to the plantation today and this will be up. I got artwork to work on. I got more grounding and connecting to do. I got a wonderful meal that Miss Skurve made for me. I'm going to groom myself properly. I'm going to go into the plantation ready for the slave master because when I go there, the slave master doesn't touch me with any of his whips. I joke and say that, but they don't do that. I get in and out. Like a boxer who's so masterful with his defensive skill that at the end of the fight, he looks like he didn't even ha he, he didn't even get in a fight. The other opponent's all jacked up, all beat down. And here he is ready to go to a photo shoot like he's a model. That's the kind of life that I want to live. And some people think that it's wrong to desire that. I'm not made as no receptacle to be, you know, look, look, look. Look, you say to my Jesus Christ, bring on. Look, we'll go to him with it. I'm, I'm nobody's Jesus Christ. I'll help you if you want to help yourself, because that builds righteous energy that will come back to me eventually. But don't lay all your sins and all your troubles at my feet. I'm going to kick them bad boys away and keep stepping. So, so if you don't want to do your work, if you don't want to clean your house, if you don't want to landscape properly your yard and it looks all jacked up, don't be mad at me when people start talking about it. Perpetually broke. Perpetually crying. Perpetually defeated. We all can feel down. But after a while, and it will knock you down for a time sometime. Doesn't mean that you may not feel like you're wallowing in something for a while. But after a while, get up. You drive down the highway in the cooler weather, it looks like the land is dry and barren, but there are seeds under that, under that surface that are getting ready to grow and strive and break soil and reach up to the sun and become glorious, powerful, nourishing plants with fruits and vegetables and all kinds of things to enhance the atmosphere around it. So even when you feel down and defeated or took a blow, you are that seed. Keep yourself in good soil. The good soil of positive people, the good soil of good thoughts, positive thoughts, the good soil of a plan and focus. You may not have the energy right now because you're drained from that blow, from that, I won't say defeat. And if I did say defeat, it's not going to last a long time. It's really a victory upside down. Like they say, a, 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 a smile is a frown upside down. You took that frown and you turned it around and you made it to something for yourself in a positive way. You have to see yourself that way. I'm a seed. You pushed me under the ground. I took, I took a loss right now, but it's not a loss because I'm gathering up my strength through the soil and the minerals and nutrients in the soil and I'm going to grow. That's what it's all about. But that lady on the bus, 
didn't take it that way. And many years and years and years, for those who remember the old 45 RPM records with the needle in the arm and everything like Sometimes you're playing a record and, you know, we touch those records in grease and dirt and grit, get on it, and it will skip. And we got we to gotta run to that phonograph and move the needle because the record's skipping. And it stays in one spot saying one thing over. Say if it was the, uh, 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 the national anthem. Oh, say, can't, oh, say, can't, oh, say, can't, oh, say, can't, oh, say. See what I mean? Whatever part. And you say, oh, man, this record's no good. You try to clean it off, maybe something, and, and it goes away. But if it's a permanent scratch, it's through. Throw it away and buy another one. Well, so many of us, we're here in the present physically, but our mind is stuck like that record. Back in 1962, this man did me wrong. Back in 1985, this girlfriend cheated on me. Back in 1997, I got fired off this job. I got fired off this job. Every time you see them, they're stuck. And say, oh, God, I know exactly what they're going to say. And they get slick with it, too. They'll talk about something present. They might smile, but it comes right back around within five minutes of the conversation. This is a dude I know from New York City. And... I guarantee you, not even five minutes, but within two minutes of you meeting this person, they're going to tell you about three or four times that they're from New York. Well, you know, I'm from New York, right? And in New York, we look, okay, there's got to be more to you to meet. I'm from New York and I don't even tell people that they know it sometimes. Right. But I try not to get stuck in any one point of my life. Even when I speak about racism and white supremacy, it's not me being stuck in that. I'm trying to show you how to get up out of certain mindsets and defeat the enemy. How are you going to come to a boxing trainer to learn about tennis? You're lost. Well, because I've been the victim of this so many times, I've mastered it. And I'm trying to help you to master the same thing, too. And there are masters out there that help me. But I'm a specialist with this. This white supremacy system and a system where racism is just so, what am I going to do? Talk about something else? Because somebody else feels uncomfortable? Oh, that's what he talks about. No, but I'll talk about life, but I will sprinkle in that aspect of it because most people are afraid to talk about it. I'm not afraid to talk about it. So the heck with you, I'm not here to make you feel comfortable. Living in this system, and I'm going to get around a bunch of lily white folks who want to deny the dirt that has been done, and I, I'm going to sit here and grin and bear it like a little kid at church with a pebble in their shoe, and they're not comfortable. What's wrong, little boy? Oh, nothing. No, damn it, I got a pebble in my shoe, and I'm taking the shoe off and get this thing out. This is not fair. Because in my meditations, I'm going to maintain balance. And from what I can see, this is an imbalanced world. And to speak about racism and white supremacy, it is an imbalanced world. And many of us are expected to bend ourselves to fit in. We're a square, square peg trying to fit into a round hole. So we'll shave off the edges of our square peg to fit into a toxic round hole. So therefore, we are hung up now with these idiosyncrasies and toxicities. We are sick now. No, I'm not going to be sick. But when everybody believes that a sick system is normal, the normal person will come off as sick, will call me sick. I'm sick and healthy. Right? That sounds weird, right? I'm sick to you, but I'm healthy to me. 
I'm sick to you, but I'm productive to me. I'm sick to you and I produce so much. So how can I really be sick? I hear dudes every day on the shuttle bus who feel as though the system they honor is such a great thing, but they don't think for themselves, well, you know, I, I'm going to retire soon and so and so. And I'm like, you're sick. And why can I say that? Well, you're sitting here, 60 something years old, looking like you're 80, 90, which I can't really put that on an 80 or 90 year old because there's some 80 or 90 year old people that live life, right? So wonderfully. And they look good and their skin is glowing and they're up and they're active and they're doing their thing. So I, I got to retract that, honestly. But these people have done things wrong where, God, these people are aging. Every year that goes by, but they're talking about a retirement that they have to wait years for. I'm retired right now. I'm retired from the BS. I'm retired from the dysfunction. I'm retired from the stress. I'm living in balance. I'm floating through this bad boy. But dear, oh God, uh, I just hope I make it to this day. And my retirement's coming in three years. Uh, give me a cigarette. Uh, I was drinking this weekend. Uh, the doctor said I'm 80 pounds overweight. And they're walking and bent over and looking tired and just not enjoying nothing. And you know the sun don't like them. The sun is burning them. Oh, I got to get some sunscreen because your, your ancestors raised up so much hell and you raised so much hell that the sun trying to get rid of you first. So so let it get hotter. Let I got the melanin. I got the protection. Let it get hotter. I don't like no cave northern European like weather anyway. I want to go closer to the equator. I want to go where it's hotter, where you can't go. I'm going to break every AC that's around because I know you needed to survive. I'm going to take all the sunscreen and throw it away because I know you need it to survive and send me out in the sun. That's why you snatched us up and had us out here working for you in the first place for free and doing what you want. So I'll let the same very sun. You told us to worship the son of God, but you, you, you switched the spelling up on it. You said S-O-N. For those of us who I'm not saying worship, worship, but are in balance with the S-U-N how it calibrates our sleep patterns and growth patterns of the food around us and how it just, it gives us strength. Recharge your batteries, black people. They can call this biracial and try to rule you out. Well, you got the power. Everybody else hates you because of your spiritual propensity, mental and physical propensity to thrive in this place. And it's a different signal being thrown out right now. And they don't like you when you keep your natural hair. They don't like you when you can stay connected to the creator and look beyond the created toxic world that they made. Have you on a bus as an older woman mumbling to some bus driver because of something that happened to you because you ran behind the wrong so-called sense of spirituality. You ran, ran, ran toward a religion. And now you all screwed up when you're older. You're supposed to get stronger when you're older. Your body may fade, yes. But your spirit is supposed to be fiery. Every older person that you see out here, they may not be yelling like I am right now. Excuse me if I am. But they're supposed to be fiery even more so because they had more time to figure out how to navigate the shark infested waters in this life. Which when you live a proper life is not shark infested. Understand? You're cutting through this life like a hot, sharp knife through butter. 
And I don't see that when I drive my bus. I'm seeing people who are defeated more and more as each passing year goes by. That means they're doing something wrong. When you get a brand new vehicle and you drive it a little bit and it conks out on you, you have not been maintaining it properly. I put that on you. And so many of us want to play the blame game. Well, something wrong with that? No, something wrong with your approach. We came here as a clean slate. And yes, many of us have had to deal with things from birth because we are put in to these toxic situations called family, which are really DNA sharers. They share your DNA and hopefully they can actually be family and kindred spirits, but most often they are not. So the trick is the game is in this life to find your true family who can resonate with you. I'm up, I'm up now. I didn't say resignate, right? Like I did earlier. <laughs> Who can resonate with you, vibrate with you, feel the rhythms of life and you, 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 you overlap and you could still be individuals. You share DNA with these people who grow older to resent you, get jealous of you, compete with you, act funny towards you, keep you cooped up in the old way of doing things. Remember we were growing up and so and so. But you went beyond that now. You are a true progressive. A progressive doesn't mean that, well, I fit into the system now to do my decadence. A progressive means to me that person who listens to that inner voice and is independent to all of the smokescreen of toxicity around them and can find its own path. That's what it's all about. Your own path. Are you walking on the path that you desire that the creator has signed off on? Or are you running behind what you saw in the commercial, what you saw in the Housewives of Atlanta, whatever reality, reality TV show that you're watching, or you feel insecure and you're running down somebody else's physical, you know, being? We all can get in shape, but that doesn't mean you have to be body beautiful and, 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 and forsake the mental and the spiritual because so many of us do that. So watch a person who's focusing on one, one aspect of their, their lives too much. There's something wrong there. But these people have to really, I don't know. I'm sorry. I was supposed to speak about the bus and I didn't really speak about it that much. I spoke about this one lady, but I want to go down um, probably tomorrow. I'll, I'll, I'll do this tomorrow. I'm going to speak about like maybe at least 15 different, 20 different people that board my bus and break them down. Break them down and show you because we all know these people. And who am I? To, who are you to break somebody down? Look, hopefully somebody can break me down and, 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 and take apart my engine and put it together back better. Right. But it's a lesson and you observe. And that's how I've learned to be an artist by looking at how light dances off different objects. Light dances off metal. Like when you go on a bus and you hold on to the thing there, the pole Well, light dances off of that differently. Right. Light dances off of silk different than it does corduroy material or denim jeans. But you have to be wise enough to watch how it does. So when you can take that mentality and superimpose it into other areas of your life, you'll master life. Be very observant. Look around you. How do you feel? You feel a certain way because there's something going on that you cannot see. But we don't trust in that anymore. We're so caught up in the artificial. 
and what's told to us, what other people are doing. Before we even form our own opinion, we ask somebody else, what is their opinion? Why? What do you feel? Write it down and you all put it in a box and see what comes up. But don't bend your opinion. Look, I have many white people that follow this page and who are friends with me and who I know would do anything for me over and above some people who look like me who should be doing something for me but don't but that doesn't stop me from speaking about my experience and for those who are still here I take my hat off to you especially since you can understand that I need to talk about my experiences I don't have time to hate anybody and if anybody comes at me in a hateful way aggressively they're going to pull back a nub or their dentist will be a little more rich after I knock their teeth out symbolically Symbolically, I said, I can do that physically, but don't take or soundbite me and just want to run with a few words. Oh, he said he's going to knock somebody's teeth out. He's violent. I can't follow him no more. <laughs> so that being said, I, I hope I didn't talk like crazy and it made sense. But with that being said, just know that I love you all. I want to hear your feedback and I want to chop up more like this. I want to do a live show like this where I kind of rant. You know what I mean? And we react off of what's going on in the chat room and stuff like that. It's been good. I got to carry on with this day. I'm going to be observing all day, creating all day. And I'm going to have a wonderful day. I'm projecting a wonderful day. The attacks will come, but I know how to duck. I know how to counterpunch when I need to. I am in control of my life and how I'm going to feel at the end of the day. And although I will be a little more fatigued when I return, my spirit will have even more fire in it because I'm going to do the right things to make myself a more powerful version of myself and not a weakened version of myself because this world will not take from me. I will conquer everything righteously in my path and I will rise up and I will become a better version of myself day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, and there's no shark out there, there's no devil, there's no hater out there who can stop it. You are my stepping stool if you don't like me, and I'm going to crush you in my righteous quest to become a better version of myself so when I recreate ultimately with the creator, he can say, job well done. Lance Skurve out. I love you all. Peace. Make sure to check out the boldest blog at landscurve.com and follow Scurve on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube under Lance Scurve.